Assalamu alaikum everyone. So we reach the next attribute of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Al-Aziz. The one who overpowers everything and who cannot be overcome. It also refers to the one who is extremely precious. None is like him. He is unbeatable and nothing can prevent him for, from fulfilling what he wills. So, even though we think that there are there is a lot of repetition in the names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, but you will always find something new in each attribute. Now, linguistically, al is originally means strength, quwa, severity, shidd, and conquest, ghalba. There is this powerful combination that we often use, and that combination is al-aziz al-hakim. The Almighty, the All-Wise. So, what is it? The Almighty, the All-Wise. And it appears 47 times in the Quran. Allah Al-Aziz uses His power with perfect wisdom. Allah Azabajal uses Al-Aziz Ur-Rahim, the Mighty, the Merciful which occurs 12 times in Surah Ashura after the narration of each destroyed nation. Think about it. Why? So against the disbelievers, he is mighty, the powerful. And on the contrary, he is especially merciful to the believers striving for his path. Now, if you think about this attribute, Al-Aziz, try to seek your strength from it. Having faith in Al-Aziz because, you know, it's, it's, it's something that gives you courage because you know your Lord is unbeatable. Whatever he wills happens, even if the people will otherwise. And whatever he wills does not happen and it won't, even if the people will it. So only work to seek his pleasure and be confident he will help you. You have to have that faith. He has power over all things. So accept whatever happens to you and show sabr, perseverance, patience, and shukr, gratefulness. For whatever falls on you, it cannot be without the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. When you feel weak or overpowered, Turn to Al-Aziz for strength. Just do zikr of Al-Aziz. Constantly, maybe you can do a tasbih. And that might help you and give you clarity. That might help you to become strong. It might help you not to have anxiety over whatever is stressing you out. So talking about the power. Let me tell you, power doesn't mean honor. Always use your own power or authority in an honorable way over your friends, your servants, your helpers, your colleagues, your children, your spouse, etc. etc. Train yourself to have strength to resist desires by remaining or reminding yourself of wisdom of Allah's who uses his power with wisdom and always tries to strengthen others with the advice. So, 
whenever you have any power, power of knowledge or uh, power over uh, a certain authority or in a certain group, always remember to give humble advice. Use it with others. Use your skills and be in that company till they have learned. Discuss with them. Share with them. And after you've taught them, see what they want to say to you from that teaching because there might be a teaching in learning also and the learner might be able to teach you something more. So that is called imparting and sharing your knowledge and wisdom. The Prophet said, if a believer is humiliated before another believer and he does not help him when he's able to do so, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will humiliate him before the creation on the day of judgment. So if you have a certain power or certain knowledge, don't ever look down. Don't ever think that you know better. Always remember that in Allah's world, there is always something you can seek, something you can learn and something you can teach. With all these integrations also comes another characteristic, as I mentioned before, and that is patience. And here I'd like to give you a quote for reflection. You can always write back to me in an email and let me know how you feel about that and what you understood from it. He, Allah, encourages patience with patience. So patience sought his help. Then the lover cried out with patience in a state of patience. How remarkable is the achievement through patience leading to greatest achievement that guides or is guided by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in order to practice the story of Al-Aziz. Let me walk you to the last 10 days of Ramadan. If you fish to spend this time in connecting to Allah through your heart, through his attributes, but patiently with reflection. These last 10 days are the days of seclusion, reflection, prayers. And we are in the time of these last 10 days. One of these nights can be the night of Laylatul Qadr. So seclusion or ibadah in this time, it is actually termed as itikaf. It is the time to renew your relationship with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala without the distractions of daily life. It is like a spiritual retreat to renew or to energize your soul. In fact, another purpose of itikaf that you may consider or think about it is like falling in love with worshiping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala such that you will carry that feeling with you once you are out of itikaf, once your itikaf is over. In other words, it helps you to strengthen your faith in Allah and helps to further perfect your worship of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala as well as your soul to continue in the right direction with Allah's mercy.
you must be thinking that I keep talking to you about Allah and faith. Often we think we have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But that faith is not just praying five times a day or reading the ayah of Quran or doing zikr. It is actually the faith that reflects in your performance in life, your actions in life, you, how you are with the creation of Allah, how you are with your actions in this dunya. And that is what is true faith of Allah in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So always remember that your prayer, your zikr, your fikr, your reflection should always reflect in each and every action from the morning till the night. And that is faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That is when you are not just a Muslim but a Mu'min. In the body, there is an organ which if it is sound, the entire body is sound. And that is important to keep that organ in that state sometimes, especially during the calf, for a certain, uh, certain reflection, for a certain connection, as I mentioned earlier. And if it is corrupt, the entire body will be corrupt. So keep your sohbat right, keep your thinking right, keep your state in correct form which is expected by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when it is awake, then the whole body is awake. That doesn't mean heart, this, that doesn't mean that it's just beating. And that organ is heart. So Prophet, Khalifas and Imams have often narrated about the connection of heart. And their message speaks of the heart as being the core of all our actions. The, this world has many temptations, trials, desires, and tribulations. Some may have desires to be known in this world after, uh, you know, after death as someone special, important. Some even want to be known as people who would like to be popular in this dunya. And people would be saying, wow, wow, look at this person. Oh. The only wa and wa we need is from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, when we are thinking in that direction, that means we are actually wanting some dunya desire in this world that counts as a disease of rutu. It is hunger. It is, um, you can say, temptation to, to want to be someone and something in this dunya. If you observe, many people of Allah Kareem like to live a simple life. Many aliyahs in their times, they were silent, away from uh, the nonsense of dunya and in the sohbat of the people who mattered. Hence, these last 10 days are important because they can influence the actions of our heart. Itikaf allows you to take a time out from the world and focus on constant worship of Allah to remind us that we are here to worship and please Allah. It helps us keep our heart good and on the straight path as we go out in the world.
Yet the calf can help one to strengthen one's shield against the tricks and temptation of shaitan, the evil spirit or evil companionship. You will see that once your heart is in the right place, you'd feel very um, stressed or very uncomfortable in the company of people who are superficial, who are too attached to the materialistic desires of this world. You would not be comfortable. You would not want to be in their company, even if it means she's your real sister, brother, you know, any relationship also. You'd like to stake them in small doses because your soul is so, um, you can say, so disturbed by their, by their presence because your heart and your mind and your soul is in another state. Allah has had that mercy on you. Now, of course, your next question would be, or might be, then how should we perform itikaf? There are certain conditions. When we go in front of the boss, we always wear good clothes, put on perfume, always make sure we look good. Now we are going in front of the boss of bosses, the boss, the boss of the whole creation, the entire universe. So our mind should be sound. We should not be in the state of, uh, you can say, um, disturbance. Uh, what this means is that a person must be able to make reasonable and rational thoughts and decisions. That is very, very important. Why? Because if you're going in Aitikaf, you want to be reflecting, but if your mind is not in the right state, how are you going to even be rational with what you're reflecting? Like, you shouldn't be taking drugs, you shouldn't be drinking, and so on and so on. Then Nia, your intention should be pure. You need permission as well. Sometimes you think you can be in the state of Aitikaf. Maybe your guide or your spiritual guide can help you to know whether you should be um, going for itikaf or not. You yourself are actually your best guide, but even then. For women, it is said that they should actually take, uh, if they're married, they should take permission of their husbands because that is very important. It is better if it's performed in an ambience where there are two, three people in that state because you're not in some sort of a, uh, some sort of a prison. It's nice to be able to talk and discuss Allah and your reflection with people. It's best performed in masjid. And it is better actually if there is an ambience like that possible for you. Sometimes people just use the basement of the house and you know they're, they're served over there, they're taken care of. It becomes a small masjid in the house. But again with the permission of Sahib al-Maidan that means the owner of the house that you can do that in case you're not able to go to the masjid. We should all be in the state of wudu because wudu actually helps us to be, um, to, be, um, to be shielded from many, many diseases, many uh, difficulties or evil thoughts. Then it, it, it also helps us to be patient. Um, fasting is also very important. If, Of course, if you are going for itikaf, you should be fasting as well in these last 10 days. Of course, if you're not in these last 10 days and um, otherwise, then you should. It's fine for you not to fast and just be in seclusion. 
Now, from here, I want to take you to a slightly different topic, but maybe related to. I want to also clarify that one of the questions asked to me just recently about three matters, three terms rather, terminologies. So let's talk about that. Sunnah, wajib, and nafil. Sunnah is sunnah rasul something that Prophet did. And we try our best to follow that. Um, just like we have first namaz, those are 17 rakats, but many people do extra prayers that are sunnah because the Prophet did them too. And they help because in case we have missed out any prayers, we are just able to fulfill those too. Then wajib is mandatory. And nafil, nafil is voluntary. You do those as well. Um, in Sunni doctrine, this is a common practice and regular practice. Um, in Shia doctrine, sometimes, but mostly they do first. Um, so itikaf is actually voluntary. It's not something that is mandatory or it is sunnah in some ways because Prophet did this about it. As a matter of fact, in his last year when he, he did 20 days of itikaf. Now, moving from there, from what I've explained just now, must you mustn't forget, it has been mentioned in Surah Ad-Dariyat, which is I think Surah number 51, and in the Ayah 56. And I did not create the jinn and mankind except to worship me. So, we are speaking of many topics today while discussing the attributes of Al-Aziz. Let me tell you a recent story, or let me share with you this story, which is actually true. It is a secret of a woman of current times. This woman was suddenly diagnosed with an unexpected illness that was life-threatening. She, she was going to the hospital and the doctors were you know, checking her. They were doing all these sorts of tests, but it came as a shock that she is actually being diagnosed with a, something that was so unexpected. No one knew how long she would have to live. She herself didn't know. She thought the time was short and this was probably going to be the time for her to prepare for Akhirat. However, she was told by one of her spiritual guides and actually also by one of her, um, you know, friends that she knew that not to go for a scientific cure of hospitals, but to opt for old traditional methods of health. So the cure that was finally researched and advised was not just herbal, but also spiritual, with du'as, with zikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So the first session of her treatment started. And the first session of treatment, she was told uh, by this doctor, you can say in old times they were called tabibs or hakims even now, um, whatever terminology you prefer to use um, for these doctors. Uh, so this doctor, who was, who, who, he, he was a Muslim doctor and he obviously was very spiritual along with the, with the cure that he had in his hand uh, and uh, the wisdom of the cure that he had, the knowledge of the cure he had. So he said to her in the first session before he started the treatment, he said that he has a message from 
the Khalifa of his time from the first Imam, Imam Ali, for her. And he said, if you'll trust me and if you'll trust this message, you may see the light at the end of this tunnel, which you deem as darkness at this time. However, just remember that it is going to be a long, challenging journey. But you have to have faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and in this message. So the message was from Imam Ali alayhi salam. He said to him in his dreams um, that perhaps at this point you, O Tabib, tell the one you are about to cure that perhaps it is the remedy that brought the sickness or the illness and perhaps the sickness itself will turn into remedy and for sickness that you have diagnosed there might be the cure and that sickness might be the cure so think about this message or the quote from Imam Ali it was it's a it's a it's a very deep message of wisdom of faith if you want to understand and reflect the disease of this woman is apparent but think that some of us are going through the life damaging diseases of rule of jealousy of uh, anger of uh, uh, thinking ill um, of competition, of power, of uh, I can I, I mean there are so many more. Those are all life damaging diseases, and we don't do anything about it. So there may, might be a cure, and as I've always said, that through these remedies of the attributes of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala. There is a cure, not just for that woman, but also for your rule. As for that woman, she lives by the gift sent to her from Imam Ali and hopes for the cure intended by this illness, because that would be the cure beyond expectation, and it would probably take her to the journey that inshallah would help us not to be embarrassed in front of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now, today I'm actually talking about these attributes along with some other stories because if they all these incidents or stories or thoughts are connected to this, this attribute, Al-Aziz because of so many threefold meanings that it has. Today we should also remember that it's a day we remember the sad incident of Imam Ali salam's shahada, where he was attacked and assassinated by the two men from Egypt. The ones who actually claimed to be Muslim, yet they killed the king of Ibadah, the Khalifa of the time, the first Imam, the best friend of the Prophet, 
the son-in-law of the Prophet the one who has received so many titles like Mushkil Kusha, helper of the difficulties, Amir al-Mu'mineen, the leader of moments, the frontline warrior, the, the, the strongest, the holder of the flag of Ahl al-Bayt, the man of silence and virtues, the gate of knowledge and strength, the holder of the wisdom, the man who had patience beyond the call of duty, the man who remained silent for 25 years to make sure that Allah's wisdom can be filtered and the Ummah of the Prophet can be saved. All these attributes of Allah Kareem lived with him throughout his life and yet he was martyred and became a victim of the men of Jahiliyyah. May Allah curse, Allah's curse be on them. And do you know who they were? Abd al-Rahman ibn Amr and then Muljim al-Muradi. These two men assassinated Amir al-Mu'mineen of the time. And till today, we call him Amir of the Mu'mineens. We must recite Fatiha once we finish listening to this, um, at, uh, this talk for Imam Ali alayhi salam. Now, the 10, uh, on the 19th Ramadan to the 23rd are very special for us. And they were very heavy on the household of the Prophet when Imam Ali was brutally martyred in his sajda in the mosque of Kufa. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us honor of his humble awliya ziyarat in this dunya and akhirah. Inshallah. If we continue to reflect, we will have this honor. Because his manual, Imam Ali's manual, was only Quran Ipak. With this noble memory in our minds, let us finally stop and reflect. This means that these attributes leading to Quran Ipak contain everything you need to succeed in life. Just like Imam Ali. We cannot reach his station, but we can try and do the best we can. Qurani Pak comes from your Creator, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It is your manual. And we should read this manual as often as we can.
again and again. Especially when you want to make something work in your life. So don't just read, but also use it as a manual of your life through these attributes. Understand that the talks that I'm sharing with you are shared with me by many people of wisdom and I'm trying my level best to impart this knowledge to, to, to see what you are able to share back with me. And I look forward to hearing from you soon. Let us end with this dua. O Allah, Al-Aziz, we know that all might belong to you. Adorn us with the honor of Islam. Protect us from misusing our powers. Make us of those who rely upon your power only. Make us benefit from the Quran and protect us from all of those who want to overpower us. Amen. Finally, remember, Allah knows best. Thank you very much for today. May Allah give you barakah of this time. Today's talk was long, but it was important that I share whatever I could in the beginning of these 10 days. Thank you very much.